This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So another third down and another big play. This time it is Gray with his first of the year. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's get back to the games. And we've got a fascinating divisional matchup here between the Ravens and the Steelers. And the insights, Joe, are particularly intriguing in this one because the third most bet tickets is Ravens minus four and a half. But the third most bet handle is Steelers plus four and a half. And so you've mm-hmm. got quantity versus arguably quantity going head to head here. What do you like in this one? When I look at this matchup, there's no doubt I like the Ravens side. When I look at the history of this matchup, there's no doubt I like the Steelers side. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do on the side. Probably nothing. I'm looking at the total. But look, I mean, with the Ravens side, all year we've talked a lot about the injuries. They are getting very healthy all of a sudden. So Rashad Bateman got in a full practice on Thursday. Odell Beckham was limited. Cornerback Marlon Humphrey, limited. We'll see his availability. Safety Marcus Williams is going to be back. Practiced in full. Offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley, practiced in full. Those guys are going to be back. Those are key players here on the on the Ravens squad. And then Kenny Pickett, full practice. Surprising? I don't know that that's a good thing. So we have Kenny Pickett not 100% going for you, and I don't know that there was that much of a difference between QB1, QB2. Some people would saying, were saying QB2 was a bit of an upgrade. I don't want to do anything with the side. And the history of this matchup is, like, I know a lot of you have heard it, but it it is something. Like, when you look at, first off, Mike Tomlin as an underdog, he's been great. As a home underdog, even better. As a home underdog, Tomlin 17-5-3 against the spread. The underdog in this series, Raven Steelers, has covered 11 in a row. 15-1-1 against the spread since 2015. So people just take the underdog. Blindly bet it. That, that's where we're at with this series. When the line is three or higher, the dog is 21-3-3. 21 3 and 3 since 2005 against the spread. So that's why a lot of the the handle you're talking about is coming in on the Steelers, looking at the history of this matchup. How I would bet it is I would go to this very low total and I would still take the under, under 38. (laughs) I don't care. Uh, No score in the last five times these teams have played, nobody has scored more than 20 points, neither side. And I think that 
can continue here. Like, is Pickett going to light them up? I don't, I don't think so. We know the Steelers' defense is going to play better as the season moves along. The the Ravens' defense is awesome, and maybe you're a little bit worried that Lamar lights them up. He he was great last week, two passing, two rushing touchdowns, but I don't think he's going to do it all by themselves. I don't see a blowout here, so I still like the under. I get the history and, you know, these are very close one possession division playoff type games between these two teams. I I'm curious to see, I have this weird feeling that that will not matter this time. I just think Kenny Pickett, maybe he's not healthy. He's fighting with Matt Canada or there's just so many problems there. They've been going back at each other throughout the week. Uh, Some people are calling saying Kenny Pickett, shouldn't even be the starting quarterback there. It's just so many problems. Everyone has been wanting Matt Canada fired. So I think this just is a Raven spot. I already bet it earlier in the week. I'm just not going to overthink it. I, I do. I understand the history, but I'm hoping that this is a situation where history doesn't repeat itself and the Ravens, Ravens are dominant. It does feel like a large number when we're talking about a total of 38 when you're dealing with a spread of minus four and a half. I mean, that that feels like disrespect to the Steelers offense in general. And look, maybe it's warranted just because of all the things you're talking about. Injured quarterback, offensive coordinator who may have lost the locker room in some way. I think all of that makes sense. However, Joe, I am tailing you in that I like the under despite it being a low total because I do think the Steelers defense will play a lot better. I do expect mm-hmm. this to be a good matchup for them. Lamar Jackson had greater than a 56% success rate against zone coverage last week. And we saw that notably against the Browns, but the Steelers play a good bit more man because they feel like that they need to get guys up front and affect Lamar Jackson within the pocket, maybe force him to get outside of it in some way, or just try and get a quick pressure or a quick sack, something like that. The Steelers can be really good at that with TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, guys like that. So this seems like a situation where if there's any kind of quasi prop I like, I think it's the Ravens to score under two and a half touchdowns. I think once they get to the red zone, things could sputter a little bit, settling for Mm -hmm. three instead of seven. Maybe they win this game 15 to seven, something like that, a really low scoring game. I think the under two and a half is what I like more than anything else. And besides, it could be a Mitch Trubisky game in some way, shape or form. And we all know how that turned out, Joe. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well aware, unfortunately. Not, not something that's actionable this week, but just something to keep your eye on in future weeks with this Ravens defense. And you look at them, wow, look at the opponent yards per play. They're number one yards per pass attempt, number one, number two in success rate, number three EPA per play. Take a look at the opposing quarterbacks. Week one, it was Stroud's first NFL start. Week two, it was an injured Burrow. Then Minshew, then DTR. And now it's going to be maybe some combination of Pickett and Trubisky. Like, hey, the performances deserve good job, but they have not faced any quarterbacks yet. Absolutely. This one's going to be tough. I'm just looking forward to it from a fan's perspective. But I I agree. I like the under here, too. That's a great move. Yeah, definitely. 
Let's move on now to a game that might be high scoring and the Chiefs and the Vikings. The spread continues to get smaller and smaller going in Minnesota's direction. Currently at BetMGM, the Chiefs are only three and a half point favorites. We officially have a hook, Joe. The total is 52 and a half. How are you playing it? Uh, three and a half for the one in three Minnesota Vikings. Three and a half. Okay. All right. Um, I, I think what betters are going after is the red zone poor luck for Minnesota is going to turn around at some point. They have a league high 11 red zone turnovers in four games. I repeat, 11 red zone turnovers in four games. And you got Justin Jefferson leading the league in receiving yards. We know what he can do. Cousins is coming off a poor, poor performance. There's expectation of a bounce back. But what about a Mahomes bounce back? He did not look like himself on Sunday night football. I would bet on that. 203 yards, two interceptions. That was a Pacheco game. They got out of uh, that Jets game with a victory. Here's some uh, history on Mahomes. When he throws for 225 yards or fewer and has an interception, that has happened three times in his career. Here's the Chiefs point total. It's from Evan Abrams. I thought it was great. The next game. 225 or less and a pick. Next game, Mahomes offense put up 40, 51, 48. I feel like the way to go is some sort of Mahomes prop. The yardage is 282 in the hook. If you want to go over two and a half passing touchdowns, that's plus 130. Yeah, I'm I'll be on the Chiefs side. I think this is just weird. I love the Vikings, but not against the Chiefs. I'm with you. Even when Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs don't look good, they still find ways to win. I think they're going to continue to improve and get things going. This is a team that can flip a switch. So, yeah, this is a great value, I think, with the Chiefs on the spread. Chiefs are a fairly good bet to me, but I really, really like the over 52 and a half here in large part because of this whole pass rate over expected metric that I talk about a lot that takes into account down, distance, spot on the field, all of that good stuff. Teams normally pass a run in certain spots. Well, guess what? The Chiefs and the Vikings they pass over expected more than any other team in the National Football League. This also feels like a spot because the Chiefs could be really good against a blitzing defense in the Vikings. Andy Reid is a little less conservative, not settling for field goals as often, going forward on fourth down, being more aggressive in the red zone, those kinds of things. I feel like this would be just the right spot for the Chiefs to showcase what Pat Mahomes can really do, and I think it'll be really exciting there. The other prop that I really like might be time to fade Alexander Madison. If there is a lot of passing in this game, mm. well, first off, he's not going to get the carries. And are there too many mouths to feed now in Minnesota? Under 54 and a half rushing yards, that's the play that I like. Now we got to get to our game of the week, right? We've got the Cowboys and the 49ers on Sunday night football. 49ers, three in the hook. The total is 45. Joe, how are you playing it? Three in the hook. I, I saw one book touch four yesterday, which really surprised me. I mean, people are coming in that heavy in this matchup with San Francisco. Uh, revenge on the mind, of course, with the Cowboys. Like The Cowboys are taking care of business against the Niners in the regular season, but they haven't done it in the playoffs. So that's going to be really interesting. I, You know, some of the DAC numbers are notable. He's got the lowest ADOT in the NFL. 
And, you know, with that, with those high percentage passes, he has the highest uh, on target percentage in the league. I like the Cowboys in this spot. As long as we're at least getting the hook, I wonder if we're going to get to four. My guess is no, but who knows what kind of money comes in on Sunday as that that accrues throughout the day before we get to kick off at night. Uh, San Francisco. 14 consecutive wins. Well, well, the Bears ended their 14-game losing streak last night. Maybe the Cowboys and the Niners' 14-game winning streak coming up on Sunday night. Listen, the Niners are great at home. They've covered nine in a row there. We know how awesome the offense has been. But the one way that you can get to this Niners defense this season is running on them. And you have that strong Dallas offensive line and the run game. I think McCarthy's going to lean into that a little bit. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Uh, but I do like the Cowboys. I'm taking them plus three and a half. And uh, I had to take a look because he's been a little lucky in certain situations. Brock Purdy, only one incomplete hmm. pass last week. Brock Purdy is plus 134 to throw an interception. Mm. Paul loves it. I'm a hater. I hate all of it. Oh, he does because it? Because I'm the Niners. <laughs> Kyle oh, Shanahan versus Mike McCarthy. Kyle Shanahan is going to find ways with his offensive genius mind to make this Cowboys <laughs> defense look hag bad. How, what is the answer for no Trayvon Diggs? Bland? I don't really care. I think that they're going to be able to slow down the Cowboys as well. I like the Niners. So I will be on Niners minus three and a half. And I do think one book is at four. If you like the Cowboys side, Joe. Yeah, I thought it, I thought I did see a touch four yesterday, which yeah, I, I find it interesting. Bland Bland did have a couple picks last week, including a pick six. I'm not, I'm not calling for that, but you know, that's what Diggs did. You know, he created turnovers. Mm-hmm. Bland played just fine in the last game. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, it, and that's the thing about these Cowboys is that it's supposed to be top heavy, but the supplements are playing well now. And it's like, okay, now we need to take the Cowboys seriously. And not only that, the offensive no, line don't. all practiced together for the first time in a while. That was the biggest problem in the Cardinals game is that it was this piecemeal thing trying to protect Dak and at least give him some time to pass the football. Now he has all of his reinforcements. That is a big difference in what we've seen before. Not only that, look, I want to put as much respect on Brock Purdy's name as possible, but one of the reasons why he's looked so good is because the pocket has been so clean. Now the degree of difficulty goes way up going up against this Cowboys pass rush with, Mike, with Micah Parsons and, and Tank Lawrence mm-hmm. and company. This is going to be a much harder situation for that 49ers offensive line to keep that pocket clean. And when Brock Purdy does have to improvise a little bit and is under pressure, he is not the same quarterback. With that hook, I have got to go Cowboys plus three and a half. And not only that, as far as props are concerned, I think with that offensive line for Dak, I think that means it's going to be a good CD lamb kind of performance. I like his over rushing number as well. So I, I spoke with uh, Adam Chernoff of right angle sports yesterday uh, for an early odd show on 670, the score. And, you know, he's got a lot of connections, like part of a sharp group and he talks to other sharp groups. He says at some point they're going to come in on the Cowboys and that's going to happen. So I wonder if this goes to three, if you decide to wait, I, I don't know if you like Dallas, 
I would bet it sooner rather than later because you're going to really hate that if you're not getting that hook when that game kicks off. No, that makes be awesome. a yeah, ton of a sense. Great point. Yeah, that's going to make a ton of sense. Uh, real quick, when it comes to the uh, Broncos and the Jets, Joe, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson certainly hasn't looked great up until Sunday, but – you know, Justin Fields had a really good game and then paired it with another one. I wonder if, say, mm-hmm. this is an evolutionary process for Wilson. Uh, yeah, we might have to circle back to that one because I know it's an ugly yeah. game. I'm oddly fascinated by this on many levels, including head coach for Denver, offensive coordinator for the Jets. I think there are a few different ways mm. to bet to bet this one that we'll get to. I like that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the undefeated Eagles at the surprising Rams. Another spread moving toward the dog. That's right here on the BetQL Network.